Way Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. You can follow me on Twitter at Merton. This podcast is available at com. Go to our YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Also, check me out at bjpen.com and mmarings.net. Uh, a couple pieces of news to talk about today. I should mention in about 35 minutes, I'll be back with Cole Sheldon breaking down UFC Singapore. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, but yes, I have a, quite, a bit, uh, quite a bit of news to talk about first in this show. I do want to mention that I've sent this podcast over to this uh, service called Anchor, and it should be available on iTunes very shortly. It is This podcast is available on Spotify now, too, guys. So if you want to just listen to the audio, if you're like at work or driving or whatever, definitely check it out. I appreciate all the subscribers or all the views or whatever. We're trying to grow the show, you know. I'm uh, doing it five days a week and trying to grow it. So, yes, uh, it should be on Spotify now or iTunes hopefully in the next day or two, which is great because uh, we had we've had some issues at the back end. With Oddsbreaker, that's why it hasn't been unfortunately on uh, iTunes up until now. But uh, it looks like I found a workaround with this, so hopefully very shortly. Um, anyways, let's talk about the news today. Okay, so I saw a tweet from my buddy Aaron Bronster yesterday that uh, CM Punk, Travis Brown, Mike Jackson, Chris Holdsworth are actually all in the USADA testing pool, and they all could be eyeing a UFC return, which I think is kind of interesting. So let's talk about each guy here. CM Punk, he's fought twice in the UFC. In 2016, he lost to Mickey Gall in his debut. Um, it was a terrible performance. He got finished really quickly, two minutes and 14 seconds. Came back two years later, last year actually, in June in uh, Chicago, where he's from, and he lost the decision to Mike Jackson. So he's leaving the door open for a UFC return. He's 40 years old now. I personally have no interest in uh, watching CM Punk fight again. You know, I'm I'm not really a fan of, of him because I don't think he deserves to be in the UFC. I mean, I, I think that's – I think anyone would actually agree with me on that one. I mean, the guy's got two fights, and – he lost both fights, and he had no fights before that. Like, he's a rich guy that had a dream of fighting in UFC, and he wanted to fight in MMA, and I respect that. You know, it's it, it, it's it's a hard sport, and the guy, he trained hard for it, and he went to Rufus Sport, and he trained with those guys. But if you really want to fight that bad, in my opinion, he should have came up on the regional scene. Like, why did he have to come to the UFC right away? Um, I don't think he deserved that. So, you know, again, I respect the fact that he trained hard for these fights, but he shouldn't be in the UFC. So. It is interesting he's leaving the door, the door open for return. I do think he's somewhat of a draw. I do think people do want to see him get his ass kicked, if anything. But, you know, it's the UFC's got to have some sort of bar at some point saying, you know, you're not good enough. And there's no way that CM Punk is a UFC fighter. Um, having said that, the fact he's still in the USADA pool does make me believe that there's a chance he could come back at some point. So... No idea what's going to happen with CM Punk, but he is still in the USADA testing pool. And so is Mike Jackson, his former opponent. Mike Jackson's one in the UFC. He's a uh, photographer down there in Texas. Uh, I like Mike Jackson. You know, he's a nice guy. He at least has some amateur fights. But again, it's the same situation. You know, one one record. He lost to Mickey Gall, and then he beat CM Punk by decision last year. Pretty much the exact same situation, except he has a win. So the fact he's coming off a win, I can see, I guess, why he's still on the roster. But at the same time, he's not exactly a professional fighter because he has another job and um he's more of like a, a part-time fighter which is a lot of, which what a lot of guys in the regional scene are there's a lot of guys in the ufc that are part-time fighters too but uh, you know one-on-one record and he doesn't have a ton of amateur fights still according to sure dog is one um he has been around the sport for a while so again i, I you know i have respect for mike jackson he, he stepped in the octagon what a lot of other photographers journalists whatever you want to call them wouldn't do but again you got to have a bar at some point for the ufc and and these guys they had their fights I think a lot of fans and media disagreed with them. I personally don't want to see their guy back in the UFC, but at least Mike Jackson is coming off a win, so you can see why um, 
he at least still has a contract. The other two guys are interesting. Travis Brown, he hasn't fought since 2017 when he was submitted by Alexia Lenick. He's actually on a four-fight losing streak. Uh, he's 37 years old, now, Travis Brown. Uh, but he does have a good record in the UFC, 9-7-1, so that's a good record. He has some good wins. Matt Mitrion, Stefan Struve, Overeem, Barnett, Gonzaga, good wins. I mean, Travis Brown for a while was a was a really good fighter. Um, but four straight losses to end his career, and uh, obviously hasn't fought in two years. He is well-connected, obviously, to Ronda Rousey. Um, I do think there's a chance Brown could fight again. You know, I don't know if he actually ever officially retired. Uh I don't think he ever came out and said it. I know that fans and, and media Dana White were like, these guys should retire. I don't know if he ever came out and actually said it, though. So the UFC is always looking for heavyweights. At least Travis Brown, he does have a lot of experience in the UFC and in MMA in general, and he does have some good wins. So you know what? I, I'm not personally a fan of Travis Brown just because of the stuff, of the stuff this guy's did outside the octagon. But, you know, if he wants to fight again, I can at least see why because he is a legitimate heavyweight. The UFC always needs heavyweights. So it's interesting. I mean, they're always looking for big guys in that, Biggest division, and Travis Brown could return. What about Greg Hardy versus Travis Brown? Now that I'm thinking about it, that'd be interesting. Two of the most hated fighters in the sport. That'd be an interesting fight. Uh, the other guy's Chris Holdsworth. Chris Holdsworth, a very interesting case. Uh, Chris Holdsworth, he hasn't fought in five years, and that's sad because he got a concussion and he has not been able to fight since he's only 31. Still, though, it's crazy. Uh, he won the Ultimate Fighter season 18 in 2013. Against Davy Grant, beat Chico K. Miss. That was the same night, the second fight of the UFC, which was the last fight, his last fight. That was the same night that TJ Dolashaw beat Hendon Brown the first time. So it's crazy. This guy hasn't fought since then. Long time. Long, long time. May, tw May 2014. Crazy. Um, he's had concussions, like I said, in training, which is really unfortunate. Uh, and hasn't fought since. Very much like TJ Grant, just concussions. I don't even know what ever happened to TJ Grant. He just stopped, stopped fighting and he stopped, you know, talking and, uh, I think Holdsworth's kind of in the same way, except the difference is at least Holdsworth stayed in the game. He's still a coach of Team Alpha Mill. So he's only 31, guys. It's crazy. If he's over these concussion symptoms, it's a no-brainer that he'd be back in the UFC. No-brainer. The guy's a really good fighter, 6-0. and You retired undefeated. I guess he's not retired, but he left this war undefeated. Um, I'd like to see him fight again as long as the concussions are healed up, but uh, he had a bad concussion, and I'm not 100% sure that uh, he will ever actually be cleared to fight again. But the fact he's still in the pool is very interesting. Uh, a couple of other pieces of news here. Jose Aldo is cutting down the band weight. There was a picture posted by Anahisa from Kumbachi yesterday. He looks freaking shredded. He looks good. So I thought there was a – I wasn't 100% sure when he said he was going to drop to 135. I kind of thought, okay, he's just going to say this. But now it looks like he's actually cutting the weight and testing it out. And he looks good. He looks shredded. Maybe this is the weight class he was supposed to be at the whole time. I don't know, but I was at his last fight against Volkanovski in Brazil. He didn't look good in that fight, but before that, he beat him with Canyon Stevens by knockout. So this guy is still a top, you know, five guy at featherweight. And I think if he drops down to 135, he can make the way. I think he could challenge anyone. Um, he is a really interesting bandweight, obviously. He would be a, a huge name in that division, and he could easily fight Henry Cejudo in his first fight at uh, 135. So he looks good. He looks good. Again, I was a little skeptical about this two guys, but, uh, you know, he's only 33 years old, so he's not super old right now. He might have. Uh, the ability to cut weight a few times and, and make a small run here at 135. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, one of the all-time greats for sure, Jose Aldo, regardless of what happens at 135, he's still an all-time great and a legend. Tyron Woodley put uh, Calvin Gastelum on blast yesterday at TMZ. Just really went after Calvin Gastelum, called him Fatsalum. He said he's just like the king of Chipotle, king of Qdoba. It's pretty funny stuff. Uh, Gastelum, I guess, had 
mentioned, I think, during the dominance of the media day uh, last week or two weeks ago that he wants to fight uh, Woodley in a rematch. And Woodley just put him on blast saying that, you know, the first time they fought UFC 183, Gaslam missed weight. He was also hospitalized the day before. And somehow they were still able to fight the next day, which is crazy to me. But uh, Woodley beat him by split decision. And after the fight, Woodley was kind enough to give back Gaslam's portion of the purse that he received for Gaslam missing weight. And that's why I think Woodley's pissed. He just believes that. Gaston showed him that respect by calling him out again. He's just like, I, you know, I have nothing wrong with you, man. Why are you calling me out? So um, I do think a rematch could happen at some point. I mean, it was a close fight, a split decision. Some people thought Gaston won. I think I scored for Woodley. I haven't seen that fight in a while. It's been four years. But, uh, yeah, you know, I can see why he's upset. I mean, someone, if I did a favor for someone, and, and Woodley just did a favor for him by giving him the money, and then they were – I guess in his mind, talking smack a few years later, I'm not 100% sure exactly what Gastelum said that really uh, irritated him so much, but I can see why, if, if he thought he was talking smack, why he'd be upset, because he did him a favor financially, but at the same time, you know, it's been a while, it's been four years, Gastelum's in a different weight class, unless Willie's trying to set him up uh, for a fight, if he moves up in weight, I don't know if he's going to, but if he does move up to middleweight, that would set up a big fight with Gastelum, so... Uh, we'll see what happens here, but definitely keep an eye on these two guys. It looks like there's a chance they could rematch on the road. Uh, Walt Harris was a guest interview at UFC Boston, and he was talking to the media, and they asked him, did you fight Francis Agano? He actually said that's a fight he wants. Francis is obviously looking for a fight, and got, Walt Harris said he would take that fight with Nagano, and that'd be a pretty good fight, but Nagano obviously ranked in the top three. Harris is a top – I think he's top ten now. He's at least top 15. He's looked really good lately, but, uh, yeah, he obviously has to get by Alistair Rube. That's no easy feat. He could – definitely knock out Overeem, but um, he might also get knocked out himself or get submitted. So you can't look past Overeem if you're Walt Harris, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, he was asked by the media, to be fair. And it, it's not like he brought it up. The media asked him if he would fight Nagano. He said, yeah. He's like, Nagano's frustrated. I'd fight him. And he also said he'd fight John Jones. And again, it was the, the media asking him. And he just said, basically, John Jones is his friend, but he would obviously take that fight. It'd be a no-brainer for him. It's a big-name fight. And he would like to fight John Jones. So, uh, you know, I think Walt Harris beats Overeem. He's right there as far as the top heavyweights in the world. He would probably get a top five guy in his next fight or a top three guy, I guess, because over is probably top five. Um, possibly the winner of this next fight that I'm going to talk about in a second here. But, uh, yeah, you know, Harris has looked good. And uh, definitely it's the second win in the UFC, and he's looking a lot better. Um, the other heavyweight fight I was going to talk about here, Junior Sanders versus Alexander Volkov. This was supposed to be the main event of UFC Moscow. Now we're hearing, unfortunately, this fight looks like it's been canceled. Uh, Junior Santos allegedly is in the hospital. He's been he's sick or something, so this fight's going to be canceled. That's according to Dennis uh, Geico. He's a Russian MMA reporter. He's really good getting all those Russian guys and obviously has connection with Volkov. So looks like JDS is on that fight, which sucks. That was going to be a really good fight. But if that happens, apparently uh, Francis Tsugano could possibly be a replacement which makes sense. He's been looking for a fight, dying for a fight. Nagano versus Volkov is a really good fight. And again, the winner could fight the winner, Harris and Overeem. If you ask me, there's a bigger chance that could happen. So, um, yes, it looks like JDS is out. That's not 100% official by the UFC, but that's everything we're hearing on uh, social media that he is injured in that fight. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and the other thing I want to mention here is uh, there's one fight that's been changed for Bellator this weekend. Paul Daly was supposed to fight Sabah Hamasi, former UFC fighter, and now he'll be fighting Saad Awad instead in a catchweight belt, 175 pounds. Paul Daly is still a solid fighter. I mean, I know he had that loss to, to MVP, and it wasn't a uh, bad performance by him. Actually, he beat Eric Silva in his last fight, so he, he got rid of that loss. Um, but he's still a solid fighter. I don't think the same guy he once was, for sure, but still an extremely experienced guy, 41-17-2, very experienced guy. 
um, and had a full training camp for this fight, whereas Tadawad's taking the fight on five days' notice. Sadawadi's a bit older now. Um, he's 36 now. What's Paul, Paul, Paul Daly? Paul Daly's 36. They're all the same age. Yeah, Paul Daly's getting up there too. But Sadawad 36. But the difference is he's on three fight losing streak. He just got slated by Gordy Amalchi a few weeks ago. Um, definitely a good opportunity for him to take a fight on short notice coming off three straight losses. But I don't like the matchup for him. Um, definitely he has knockout power. We've seen him knock out Will Brooks in the past. So this fight probably stays standing, but you know Paul Daly's a little bit more well-rounded, I think, than people believe, and he could take the fight to the ground too. Where Sadawad is—he's uh, not as good on the ground. So, you know, I was actually looking forward to that Hamasi fight. I think that would have been a really fun fight, but it uh, looks like Awad's getting the fight instead. So, yes, Sadawad versus Paul Daly—that is official. I'm going to double check see if I missed any news here. Uh. Yeah, MA Junkie has a report on Junior DeSantos now as well. So it looks like that's going to happen. He's going to be taking out of the fight, which sucks. But uh, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Um, I think that's it for today, guys. I'm going to bring, I'll be, not, not for today, I should say, for this show, because I'll be back in 25 minutes with Cole Sheldon breaking down uh, UFC Singapore and talking about the fights on the weekend. So once again, thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back in 25 minutes. So guys, follow me on Twitter at MMMattermartin. Podcast maoddsbreaker.com. Check me out bjpan.com. MARings on net. Stay tuned to the channel. 25 minutes. We'll be back with Cole Sheldon breaking out UFC Singapore. See you soon. Bye.